Hello out there. This episode of the Old Green Plain Podcast is brought to you by the Nebraska State College System, serving over 9,000 students through three geographically diverse institutions, Shattern State, Peru State, and Wayne State, which offer collectively more than 200 degrees, certificates, and pre-professional programs that are accessible on campus, online, and in several locations around the great state of Nebraska. With more than 270 credentialed faculty members and 50,000 successful graduates, the Nebraska State College System provides significant human and intellectual capital that contributes to the current and future strength of Nebraska. If you or someone you know is interested in learning more about which great institution is better for you, or if you want to see the way these colleges are making an impact in the cities and areas they serve, go to www.nscs.edu. Again, that's www.nscs.edu. It's almost time for college, school to begin. What an interesting time to beginning all this. Um, But yeah, here we are. (laughs) This episode of the Old Green Plate Podcast is also brought to you by Silverhawk Aviation. Since 1991, Silverhawk Aviation, located right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, has brought customers the absolute best experience with charter flyers all over the Midwest. From a full lineup of Cessna Citation jets to King Air turboprops, Silverhawk Aviation gives you the freedom to fly where you want, when you want. And Silverhawk has also taken several steps to ensure your safety during this COVID-19 pandemic. Visit their COVID-19 section on their website to see the complete list of steps they are taking, from booking your flight to when you're in the terminal, and to finally when you're in the plane to ensure your safety. Not only do they provide the best-in-class, safe, and trusted charter experience, but Silverhawk is also a trusted services provider for all you pilots. From quick turnarounds for pilots who need to get in, fuel up, and get out, to FAA-certified maintenance and best-in-class avionics upgrades and repairs, maintenance, at all, Silverhawk is your trusted and safe aviation partner. Check out SilverhawkAviation.com. Again, that's SilverhawkAviation.com. You can also visit our website, um, OldGreenPlane.com, uh, to visit links. Go directly to our sponsors who mean a lot to us. Um, not only the ones we list here, um, but individuals, um, stations, streaming channels like Carbon TV, uh, who help us make this happen. Um, we're over a year and a half into this now, and um, yeah, we would not be here without these great organizations, individuals who, um, well, took a, took a risk, really, frankly, and um, has helped us, uh, propelled us forward. So we are very thankful. Uh, this episode, though, today, um, awesome, another great one. Um, the Honorable Mayor of Deadwood, South Dakota, Colin Keneva, our pilot's home, is David Ruth Jr., who is currently serving his first term as mayor of Deadwood. And right now, if you are aware at all, or a motorcycle fan, or writer, pilot, (laughs) uh, you know that right now what's happening in and around Deadwood is the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, which actually takes place in Sturgis, South Dakota, which isn't too far away. And we had David on because we're getting ready to launch his episode. I think it's pretty much done. Where Colin and I visit, and Levy, uh, our photographer, videographer, 
we visit uh, historic Deadwood and the surrounding area, including Sturgis, and go to the motorcycle rally and walk the streets of, of Davidstown, uh, Deadwood. He is, uh, his family, long-term peop- uh, family uh, have been living there generations, just like Colin and his family, the Kenevas, who made their home after Colin's father decided to pack up old 6-2 Tango and fly to a city near Deadwood called Lead. I think it's how they say it, not Lead. But anyways, we sit down with De- uh, David to talk about everything's going on in Deadwood, what has been going on. There's a lot of events going on um, and how he as a mayor is dealing with um, a city who relies heavily on the tourism industry and people coming into a city not only for events um, that people are familiar with, uh, but also for gambling, um, for outdoor activities. It's an awesome area. The Black Hills of South Dakota is beautiful this time of year. It's really beautiful any time of the year, but right now if you are a fan of hiking, outdoors, um, fishing, uh, whatever it is, the Black Hills of South Dakota, which in my opinion is perfectly okay to do now and should always be, get out and get under the fresh sun, um, and what a better place to do it in Deadwood. But it's interesting to hear him talk about how he as a mayor is managing, um, you know, doing this during a pandemic. And so not only do we talk about that, we talk about gambling. (laughs) Uh, We talk about events. We talk about life. Um, It's really good. So anyways, I'm going to shut up and get into it. Our guest, Mayor, Honorable Mayor, David Ruth Jr. on this episode of the Old Green Plane Podcast. Good to see you again, my friend. It's been too long. It's literally been a year since I heard your voice. At least I have. How have you been? <laughs> you know, it's been good. It's been a crazy year. I mean, I've uh, got to go traveling at the end of the uh, end of last year and, and mark some things off my bucket list. And then um, my wife got us into getting a puppy, and so you know things were going really good. And and then this whole uh, global pandemic hit and we uh, certainly went into hyperdrive as far as uh, doing full-time jobs and being a mayor at the same time. What kind of puppy did you guys get? We got a standard poodle. He's uh, just turned a year now, so he's, I would say, probably 40 pounds maybe. He's a oh, big wow. dog. Wow. Smart. Well, we had a dog that was taken by a mountain lion. Like oh, literally? Really? 10, like 10 feet in front of my wife, broad daylight in our yard. Oh. And so... Um, we had to get a dog that had a hunting background by breed and these are, you know, originally bird dogs. So, uh, he's a bigger dog, smart dog, hypoallergenic. So we don't shave him down like the one who won the, you know, best of show, um, this last year, because that was a standard poodle that won that. But, uh, when you, when you walk him up main street though, do you short leash it and make him prance? He prances. He's definitely a prancer, but, uh. <laughs> My wife jokes that he prances that he learned how to do that from myself, but I don't think uh-huh. I've ever in my life. So, 
when, when you when you when you walk down Main Street and call people your scribe. Dear, dear scribe, sir, grab me a cold beer, please. Yes, yeah, I, I don't think that would fly in dead, but you know that. <laughs> Being from here, you know that uh, they'd either throw me a beer rather quickly, like yeah. looking, or, you know, just scoff at me. So. Uh, I have to tell you, before we get uh, onto the memories of flying in uh, the old green plane, is <clears throat> about three months ago, I had an interaction, Craig, with uh, Mayor Ruth. And a text from a friend of mine who was up visiting home, and she said, <clears throat> I drove by your mom's memorial and I thought of you, and I saw the picture, and there was shit all over it. I was like, oh my gosh. So I reached out to Mayor Ruth, hey, who can I reach out to to fix this? Instead of pointing fingers and putting me in contact with other people, you went out and took care of it on your own, Mayor. Oh, yeah. Uh, you and know, like I told you, you know, three months ago, it was the right thing to do. I, you know, firmly believe that uh, your mom deserves better than that. Your family name deserves better than that in our community. And um, it was unfortunate, but uh, instead of making excuses, it's better just to get out and take care of it. And then, uh, you know, send the pictures also to the construction company that was using it as a trash heap to uh -huh. remind them that uh, this bench means something to a lot of people, including the community. And so um, that kind of sat well as far as had its effect. And, and I was happy to do that. Well, I really appreciate it. But, you know, the biggest thing about that is, Mayor, is, <clears throat> as you know, a lot of times, you know, when it comes to politics and, and, and uh, everything that's in the political realm of today is <clears throat> politicians say one thing to your face and jump on a podium and do the exact opposite. We've, we've talked about that. Matter of fact, you just said it a little bit ago. Yeah. Not many elected officials would take time out of their busy day to just grin and bear it and literally, you know, want no praise or public recognition. They, you know, if they did it, they would, they, I feel like a lot of them would call the cameras, Hey, come out and get the news out here and watch me move this. Um, <clears throat> but for you to do that was, uh, damn, it speaks volumes of the type of leader you are. So it really, really appreciate it. I'm a firm believer that, you know, our world would be a better place if we were all just simply decent to one another. Um, understood that if we had the connection, it would mean something a lot more. You know, I mean, I would go the extra mile, not just for you, but I would for Craig because I've met Craig and, and I feel he's a friend of yours, then he's worth going that extra mile for as well. So, you know, that's one of my philosophies in life in general. So. Well, I think, you know, when it comes to relationships, if relationships are valued like that, <clears throat> with, 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 when you look at social media, how many times a day do we see a post that says, if you don't agree with this, unfriend me. Are right. you shitting me? If you don't agree with it, let's discuss it. Let's find a happy median. Now it's just, <clears throat> if you don't agree with me, unfriend me. Right. And, and there's also a problem with social media right now where a lot of people have this sense of quasi-anonymity where they mm -hmm. feel they can just say and do whatever they want because, you know, the person that's receiving it and that is potentially going to be hurt by that is at a distance that they won't have to answer to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I've spent the last couple of days 
fielding things that were just complete falsehoods because somebody saw it on Facebook and, and it's got to be real if it's on the internet, you know? So, yeah, you know, it, 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 those things are unfortunate. I mean, it's nice that it keeps us in contact with each other better. You know, I mean, you're in Nebraska and I'm in South Dakota and, and we don't get to see each other often enough, but through social media, we can keep track of our families and our kids and yep. we have that connection. But, Sometimes it's a little too cold and callous, too. You can do a lot of things. Absolutely. You know, the thing I, I, I like about relationships like like our friendship is uh, you just said it. We keep, keep in touch our friends and family on Facebook. We keep up with what, what, what each other's doing. Um, but that, So then when we do get to see each other, it's kind of like we just pick up where we left off. Right. And where we left off last time, I think, was – well, actually, it was at the Buffalo Chip. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Snoop Dogg, right? Are you allowed to say that? Snoop Dogg. I might freak out some of your podcast listeners to know that the mayor of Deadwood is uh, um, lived in the LBC when it was hard being Snoop Dogg. But uh, anyway. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, good time that night, you know. It was a blast. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that brings us full circle on. Uh, uh, on the trip. And you know what, actually it is great for our podcast listeners to hear, uh, uh, you know, a mayor is, is brings it down like that. Right. So, uh, this is a no hold bar, no hold bar, uh, podcast. So if you think it, say it. And, uh, I'll try we'll just... not to get into too much trouble. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Getting reelected. Right. You know, right. Well, I mean, you know, it's when I ran, you know, back in 2019, it was unopposed. So who knows with the pandemic, what it'll look like going forward. But well, I mean, you exposed to us when we were just there the short time that not only I got to meet you, obviously you and Colin go a long ways back. But those moments that Colin talked about before with his mother's, you know, the bench in that area and your efforts to do that, even there, I remember taking note of watching people come up to you and interact with you. And I vaguely remember there being a water issue. And then there was like, you gave someone some information and then two seconds later, it's you were giving someone directions because <laughs> you that person who was going to help. I mean, when you talk about being the mayor in the middle of a pandemic and managing your own day-to-day -day job, you have a full-time job um, and then a pandemic and then old by the way, you got social media and other things. How have you found a balance other than a poodle? Uh, you know, it's been a challenge. I, I, and quite honestly, I've had uh, friends and, and even my close family say that, you know, hey, we got to get you out of town for a couple of days because, you know, it, it piles up and, and adds up. And But it's hard because I live in a port, I'm fortunate to live in a part of the country that has a low concentration right now, knock on wood, of COVID-19 reported cases. Um, and maybe that's due to testing. I think a lot of it can be, but we're also very rural. And a lot of the um, numbers end up being um, deceptively low because if you were to come to Deadwood and either have it or get it here, acquire it here, you would go home and go as a case in Nebraska, not as a Lawrence County, South Dakota case. Um, so, you know, we, we deal with that, but um, 
you know, as far as being the mayor and finding the balance, I'm fortunate. I have a job that allows me to get away and go to a couple meetings here or there, but uh, you try and squeeze it in, you know, uh, I find myself uh, at least hour and a half hours every day out on the side of my yard, enjoying the finest uh, cigar that I can get my hands on from Deadwood Tobacco Company. That's on Main Street in Deadwood, South Dakota. <laughs> or, it, or, you know, enjoy a nice uh, Jack Daniels uh, that I uh, pour to go with my cigar at the end of the day. I try to unwind and, you know, really uh, sit back and enjoy good conversations like this to unwind and kind of unspool the brain as it gets a little too tight sometimes. Let me ask you this. Are you, do you have a Jack Daniels in your uh, glass right now? I don't quite yet because I had to rush home from work to get here, but I do have a Sinatra Select, also a uh, number 27. I haven't decided which one I'm going to pour yet, but uh -huh. I will definitely have one. Well, shit, if I'd have known we were drinking on this. What is happy hour? And, and you, you know what Grandpa says, happy hour waits for nobody. That's right. <laughs> Those are Grandpa rules. Well, yeah. Deadwood, so, I mean, you know, you guys are professional hosts. I mean, you just have it in your blood to enjoy life. And, I mean, I, that was the thing that and now years of going up and visiting with, you know, seeing not only Colin's family, but Colin's home and friends and you, it's just, it's perpetually just always the place where people want to find a way to improve your mood. So whatever mood you're in, they just want to, you know, whether it's helping someone out because you need the help or you lost a bunch of money and Colin's telling you, don't worry, you know, money's just on the other side of another $20 down that slot machine because they ain't going to play themselves. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are, hey, they're not. <laughs> yep, exactly. But you know, that's what Deadwood's done since 1876 and growing up in the Hills that, really it gets ingrained in in your being as a person you know because you know you we are used to entertaining people and that's that's kind of been the approach um my approach as mayor is understanding that no matter what we do in deadwood people were still going to come so we had to find a way to make it the safest product possible not only for our visitors but for our workforce for our frontline employees because they're our family and then also, you know, but still fun to the point where people came away thinking that they had a good Deadwood experience. So, yeah. you, you just got done with the Days of 76 parade, right? Like it was two weeks ago. Is that right? Yep. How, how was that? That was the first. Was literally just last week. Yeah. Okay. And so you're preparing now for the largest motorcycle rally on earth that's going to take forth. So what did you learn? from the days of 76th parade that now you're moving into getting ready for Sturgis rally? Well, really it's about, um, you know, making sure that everybody that comes respects each other, respects the, each other's health, their privacy, um, their space, um, really trying to put the onus on each individual to realize that everybody has a role to play, a part to play. Um, you know, and reminding people, if you're not feeling well, don't go to businesses. If you aren't feeling comfortable, certainly don't come. You know, it, it's, we really started the summer with um, Mount Rushmore on the 4th of July. That was nationally. Um, right. They had to do a, a ticket um, lottery where people had to pay to try and get a ticket for it because mm. there were only 7,500 tickets. 
they had over 125,000 people apply for tickets. Oh my um, goodness. To go to Mount Rushmore. And so a lot of people that are around here know that if you can't get actually to the monument to watch it, there are plenty of good spots, you know, that you can see higher ground in, you know, around in the hills where you can still see Mount Rushmore at a distance. And so we dealt with a lot of people then. And then um, when it came to the rodeo last year, they had a record number of contestants at 750 contestants for the rodeo. This year, a week before the event, they had over 1,150 oh because there's nowhere for them to ride. Oh, right. And these, these rodeo, they're professionals that that's how they make their living. And so with all the big major uh, of the other big major rodeos uh, canceling, you know, Cheyenne Frontier Days, uh, the Pendleton Rodeo, um, the Calgary Stampede, all of those big, large rodeos were canceling. And so far, we're the only large rodeo that has taken place. And so, you know, they've won 18 uh, PRCA Rodeo of the Year awards. Um, it's pretty safe to say that we have a pretty decent shot of winning one again this year. <laughs> hey, um, so I noticed real quick, uh, mayors, I noticed that the uh, governor of South Dakota <clears throat> carried the colors before the rodeo. I'm wondering, is there a way, could you pull some strings that Craig could do that next year on a jackass? <laughs> you're coming to them yes yes so he can ride on my back <laughs> well, okay I, I wasn't sure um but yeah i uh actually that was a funny story because we tried to get the governor to come and be here all day saturday and be the parade marshal but unfortunately for us but fortunately for aberdeen um, she had to be in Aberdeen, South Dakota that morning to welcome back a National Guard unit that was returning from deployment. So, oh, wow. cool. you know, we were happy that that was the reason why she wasn't able to be in the parade. But instead, she said, you know, and, you know, they told her, hey, don't cancel all the way. We're on Cowboy TV. Mm -hmm. And she said, wait a minute, on TV? I better mm -hmm. come carry in the colors. And she is a cowgirl, so I give her her props. And, you know, she is a. Um, she has horsemanship and she definitely grew up on a ranch and, and, and it was a big moment. The crowd was really into it and they were super excited to see her do it. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then you just mentioned a little bit ago, uh, for the rally, you want people to respect others privacy. And that's kind of what I, when I think of the rally, I think of seeing other people's privacies. <laughs> right well private seas yeah, yeah you'll still see the rally it's still going to be the rally and you know about a month and a half ago the city of sturgis was having this internal debate and struggle with should we still have it can we still have it but i think even if they had voted to not recognize it as an official rally they would have quickly realized that the sturgis rally is its own animal it's its right. own beast i mean there were going to be people coming no matter what. And um, all they would have lost out on is the opportunity to capture some of the revenues that they would need to offset, offset their expenses. Because when people still come for the Sturgis rally, the Stur city of Sturgis still has to haul their garbage and have mm -hmm. the police keep it safe and, and, and do all these different things. And that that's just a constant expense. And so, I know that the Buffalo chip is still having acts. I think that uh, you have to basically 
keep a close eye on their acts because they almost change week to week with right. uh, band canceling and bands adding up. But uh, um, what he's talking about going back to uh, Rod Woodruff, the owner of the chip, talking about going back to the old ride in for the concert. So if you're not on a motorcycle, you're not coming in to kind of um, curtail some of the sizes of the crowds. But I don't know if he's going to follow through with that just because it's hard to know right now exactly how many you're going to show it's the 80th so right. benchmark years usually get bigger numbers and so um you're already seeing it you're already seeing bikes all over the place and we always here in deadwood it's always kind of amazing to watch us go from horse trailers to bike trailers to you know two wheels you know so oh, from horses to iron horses so. remember when we were growing up they would the, the rally would sometime overlap the days of 76 so you'd be in a bar and you'd have a bunch of cowboys and a bunch of bikers and that's when the uh, that was kind of like the recipe for uh well you're gonna see some 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 scraps um, right and we're gonna have that this year because the city of sturgis last year decided to kind of change the parameters of the days so the actual official date of the rally isn't until 7th of august when normally it would have been the second okay okay There'll be a lot of people coming a week early. And this weekend, even though we just got done with the days of 76, we have a PBR bull, pro bull rider event at the rodeo grounds this weekend. So oh, wow. quite a bit, quite a few uh, chaps and uh, cowboy hats hanging around. With the, and they're bull riders too. So, you know, they're mild, they're meek. They don't have an attitude or anything to prove. They're just, you know, your yeah. everyday so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a, a million dollar idea I was thinking about when we were talking about respecting privacies. Million dollar idea. We should print up some uh, bikinis out of mask material. Right. And, yeah. and interesting. let the ladies of the rally, let the ladies of the rally wear their uh, masked bikinis. Okay. You know, the, the thing of it is, is that would work but you would also have a handful of guys that would want to do that too. So you have to be careful about what you come up with. Right. Right. <laughs> or chat. And, and sizes too, because they, you know, you know, just my wife always says just because they sell it in your size doesn't mean you should wear it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's COVID 15. What are we going to do about that? <laughs> You, we saw, so I went back and looked at the video. I'm excited because it should be coming out here within the not too long when we launched this of when you were with us. And I, I forgot, and I, I don't, it, it's touched on in the episode. So anybody who gets to watch the episode with you on Mayor Ruth will hear this section, but it's, you talk about how your dad landed on the interstate. Yeah. In the episode, you actually go into the detail of it, but it didn't make the final cut because I, well, it did. It made the cut, but I, I want to hear more. So can you walk us through the story of your dad landing? Because Colin wanted to. He looked at his face immediately was, I want to. Uh, so with my challenge accepted, yeah. You know, it, uh, I, I just know that there were some technical difficulties that he had with the plane. And he was flying out of the Spearfish Airport. And um, for those that have never been in the northern hills or around um, Clyde Icefield, another plug uh, for spearfish. But uh, the interstate runs perpendicular almost to the runway. Mm -hmm. So 
a lot of times when you come in to land, you are flying rather close to the ground over um, east and westbound traffic on Interstate 90. Yeah. So he had taken off and he was flying um, and he had turned towards, I believe it was uh, Devil's Tower going that way. So westbound and he had some issues. So he had to touch down um, and put it down on the interstate and they didn't have time to go back to the airport and it caused quite a stir and ruckus and you know of course made the newspaper and the highway patrol weren't happy and of course they think he was doing it intentionally so colin if you do try this um allegedly you would have to have an excuse as to why and they'll check into that you know because a lot of times there are people that want to allegedly just do it for fun and that comes to a subconsequence. Yes. So. Well, if we touch our tires on that interstate, we're going to do what we call a touch and go. We're going to touch mm-hmm. our tires and get the hell back up there. Right. I would take that. I would, I would be up for that. That's pretty cool. That's a story. What, yeah. Was your father a pilot then? Like full-time? Obviously, he's a pilot. But no, he, he just grabbed in a plane. and uh, <laughs> Wanted to touch down on I-90, obviously. But did he do that as a living? Was that his career? Well, you know, I can tell you, uh, and this would be an entirely full episode on its own because my dad um, did a lot of different things over the course of his life. He uh, was quite an amazing man that did a bunch of stuff. He, when I was a kid, he was the mortician in town. Foreigner. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he was a reserve police officer. He was a adopted member of the Sioux tribe who did vision quests and um, sun dances. Um, he was a tattoo artist. He was a professional biker. He had a pilot's license. He once uh, was a scuba diver commercially, that's, and he got to dive with Jacques Cousteau. Oh, my gosh. Um, he was in numerology. He had a uh, sheep wagon at the end of Lee Street in Deadwood where he would read tarot cards and tea leaves. He was the first white wizard of Deadwood. Um, I could keep going. Uh, when, I was in co- when I was in high school, he went back to the School of Mines in Rapid, got his mining degree, and was a mining engineer. Um, he worked for the city of Henderson, Nevada, as their air quality control officer. Um, like I said, I could I could keep going on and on. And at the end of his life, he was a musician who sat out in front of what was then Four Aces, is now Tin Lizzie, and he was uh, he would sit and play music out front. Uh, Dave Ruth and the Flyboys. He uh huh. And went to Annapolis. That was another thing that uh, was always kind of amazing. I mean, he was somebody with a, a photographic memory and a mind like a steel trap. So wow, um, he was he was very intelligent, but he was also given the gift of uh, burnout, which means that he would do something to its fullest and then all of a sudden get bored with it and move on to something next. My my mother always called him the pretender because you know the tv show the guy you know starts off and he's like well i can pretend to be that yeah and my dad used to do that all the time so oh that's that's that is pretty interesting i knew your dad but i I didn't know his whole story yeah they called him the wizard so when he passed i inherited his 1970 uh shovelhead harley Uh and um i have the license plate on it uh whiz kid because i'm the wizard's kid so and you still have this? Yep, and I have it. Uh, a friend of his had it and oh had taken gosh. it down to the frame and rewired it. And yeah, so every once in a while I get it out and 
ride on the road, but it's a, it's like driving, I, I don't know, like a, a 45, you know, jalopy because it's more like a lead sled than it is a current vehicle, you know, so it wow. goes down. It's got drum brakes and a big engine, so it slows down slow and goes really fast. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I wish we'd have known this back when we did the episode. You'd rode that down to the plane. <laughs> oh, I did never ride it during a rally. There's too many people on the road, so I don't have enough hours on it. I, it, I don't want to hurt anybody other than myself if I do, and it's too busy. So I always leave it garaged in that, during that time of the summer. That is hilarious. I'm actually going to Google a 1970 shovel head right now so I can see what it looks like. Do, do you read? numbers are you numerologists as well did you pick that up from your father at all or uh, you know i've so it's from him um there was a time when he would show me some like tarot mm. card stuff and things like that but i never really got into the numerology aspects of it but unfortunately the the photographic memory happens i mean I, I, I can tell you when it comes to numbers, I'm good with remembering numbers as far as um, analyzing and interpreting the numbers. Like if I saw numbers dancing around you, what that meant. But I mean, when it comes to my job as a table games manager in a casino, I, I could probably rattle off about 30 players card numbers. My, it drives my wife's crazy. I, we run into somebody like at a Walmart and I'll say, Oh, there's 104188 because that's her player number. Oh my gosh! You know, it, you know, and I wouldn't tie names to him, but he would be just—you're just ridiculous, you know. But yeah, well, I mean, that is great. I did want to bring that up with you because I knew you did that. I think it's it's impressive that you can manage that job full time and then be a mayor. <laughs> which then, you know, you're part of a city that's, like we said before, you're, it's all about hospitality. So you're juggling. We brought this up with a four, uh, other guest of ours that came. He's a you know, chef, and I feel in Colin. It's, you know, brains like that. It's, if they move, it, it's like, it's that, um, it's saucers balancing on, you know, the person who does the, the halftime. How do you manage the floor of a table when you got to worry about Rain Man over there in the corner counting toothpicks on the ground and one one <laughs> making sure she's got the drink and Craig who's never played before being an idiot with Colin who's got a system how do you manage all the uh you know dancing you know uh teacups you know that's um probably one of the reasons I can do it is because it's all about sitting back and observing the entire scene yeah. not getting hung up on one specific part of picture because a lot of what happens in gaming, I mean, a lot of times you'll notice that if uh, somebody is taking a run at a casino trying to cheat them or scam them or something like that, there's always a distraction to try and make you look away. Um, some of the things that they do are so blatant and obvious. That's why cameras are so um, effective because the eye in the sky doesn't lie and the people down there watching you know, it, it's plain as day for them because they don't have those other distractions. But really, it's about, you know, I've done it for 27 years. So for me, being, you know, watching someone play cards, I, I can tell when Colin is um, deviating from standard play and raising his bet and thinking that he's counting into a deck, you know, six decks of cards or 
you know, if, if somebody's, if there's very few schemes or scams that I haven't seen or um, at least uh, been given information about dice sliding to, you know, card counting to you name it. And, and quite honestly, when we opened up, when Deadwood reopened during this pandemic, we were the first place non-tribal casino to open. Mm. And so we had people from all over the country and especially those professional card counters coming to town thinking that they were going to be able to come and make some money because they haven't been making money in Vegas. It was shut down. They didn't realize that Deadwood's a town of 1,200 people. And if you come in, it's hard to blend in and, and, you know, teams stand out. And that's also another thing that's been to our benefit, you know, so. Teams. Is that pretty common? Oh, yeah. You know, in in the gaming industry, you can count cards all you want as long as you're doing it with your own brain power. It's just known as advantage play. It's not illegal. It's not encouraged. And they can uh, refuse service to anybody for any reason. Like how would now, you – what would be a, what would be a uh, tip-off of guys counting cards? How, you start, how can I do this and not get caught? Uh. <laughs> You start deviating from standard play. You know, you raise your bet at a weird time. Mm. You maybe stay on a hand that you've hit all the time before because you know what the count is as far as how rich the deck is with face cards or low cards. And so you bet and plan accordingly. So a lot of times that's what it is. You'll have somebody that bets $25, $25 and does it for an hour. And then all of a sudden, they're betting 25, 25. They get about two thirds of the way through the shoe and they go to 500 bucks huh. if the table allows them to do it. And then it's like, oh, wait a second, what's going on here? You know, hmm. so it's all about advantage play there. And, and like I said, you can do that as long as you're not using an electronic device. But the second you use an aid through an electronic device, then it becomes illegal and then they can get you for using a cheating device. Okay. And so. That's why, like in Deadwood, you can't use your phone at the table. Um, you know, if somebody's using mirror to try to peek at cards, that would be a device and would be illegal. You know, those kinds of things. So, stuff we're constantly watching for and keeping an eye on. But like I said, because Deadwood is as low-key as it is at times, it's hard to um, really be successful in that. And, and the, right. the limits don't go high enough to allow you to be um, to get away with it enough times to really make it worth your while. Yeah, what is a thousand dollar limit? Not all places will go to a thousand dollars a hand. Uh, some will only go to five. Some will only go to a hundred. But you and I remember the days when Deadwood first started. It was a five dollar yeah, maximum. I was going to say five dollar maximum. Yeah, and it took three or four statewide votes before we could get that changed. And wow. And that was that, you know, because there were, you know, the old uh, fear tactics in the old days, they'd tell you, you know, if you let them bet more money, there'll be higher HIV cases in the black Hills. I mean, that was actually a statement they made one year during the election. That, wow. That it just is going to create all these degenerates that are going to be doing all these different illegal activities. But eventually, you know, common sense prevailed and they've gotten it uh, up to $1,000. And you pretty much have to have a limit like that for certain games. You know, when you start talking about bringing craps into the 
into the fold, it's kind of hard to run a $5 craps game with no odds and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me ask you this. When you go to another casino, and I, I mean, so you, you, you go on, a, on, on vacation and you're, you find yourself in Vegas. Do you just dominate the craps table? I will tell you this, and this is, uh, this is uh, something I, I share with quite a few people when they, whenever they ask. I've done this for 27 years, 40 hours a week. Uh-huh. To me, it is the same as if I had a friend come over to my house who was a plumber and ask him if he wanted to snake my toilet for fun. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, you know, I have friends come to town and they're like, let's go gamble. Let's go gamble. It's, it's work for me and it's not that much fun. I, sometimes if I end up, you know, when we were going to bring craps and roulette to town, we went on a business trip to Vegas and within five minutes you find yourself watching the dealer, scoring the dealer, rating the dealer, you feel bad if the dealer makes a mistake. You almost mm-hmm. feel guilty like you shouldn't be there. If they're doing something that's wrong, you want to correct it. it, it it's, you know, it, it's almost like you can't turn it off. And then you have to bet a whole lot more for it to be exciting. And right. that's part of the draw of gaming is the entertainment and the excitement of it. Or your, ca- your casual player, even your professional player, they know where that excitement is. But for myself, the the actual you know person who works in the industry, the, it's hard to find that. And I know I'm not supposed to win, so I never do win. Right. So when I'm done, I'm like, why did you play you moron? I, you know what the odds are against you. Why did you just waste your money? That kind of thing. So well, I'm- let's be fair though. I, I I really do feel bad for those machines because they can't they can't play themselves. And right. so I, I like to give them some love. <laughs> and uh sometimes we had success when you were in town yeah i mean uh, if i can share that in the podcast you can edit that out i mean i wasn't sure i mean it was below the taxable rate so you didn't have to claim it as income Did you hear that irs <laughs> you know, this, was, this was for entertainment purposes only <laughs> uh, so, but but uh you know it it's all about the entertainment and if the right mm-hmm. people come to town, then yeah, I'll go and I'll have fun. But if, as far as myself, no, I, I, it, it's work. I enjoy what I do. I play games for a living, but I don't seek it out because I know that that just means trouble for me. Well, I tell you what, a guy that walks down to Deadwood Main Street by himself and just sits and plays machines all day should probably rent a mountain bike or something and go find something because that's a sad existence i love a good cocktail and i love you know cruising the streets with my homies and we all pull in a hundred bucks and we drop it and see what happens and, it, it, and when we were walking through a one of the casinos that night isn't that what happened we threw some money in and pulled it and it was just like whoa yeah it was a machine uh yeah one of the places that place where we uh uh ran into and got to meet paul Oh, that's right. That's right. Because we hit the uh, we hit the progressive. Yeah. <laughs> that's my machine. The progressives. Progressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is great. That was a fun. You taught me how to play craps too. But you were the most patient <clears throat> teacher. Uh, I. Well, that's what. It, that's what. That's what makes. Uh, you know, gaming fun, and that's how you can be successful at gaming is through patience, and that, 
why Wall Street typically doesn't win because they get impatient and they just start throwing a bunch of money when it's not really the time to do so. I st- you got to grind it out. I'll tell you what. I don't care how many times I've played craps. I still don't get it. I always bet the river. I bet sevens, and I just and I'm unsuccessful at it. Okay. Well, we'll keep working on that when you come back, so we can, you know, get you schooled on it just for the basics, so that you know you know what to stick away, stay away from, and that way you're not betting on something that might get you punched out in the parking lot or something. So. Yes. Now, have you talked to old Mitch? Is he coming back up? And I'm talking about our new friend Paul Mitchell, but. You, uh, you know, I believe that he's coming up this year. Um, uh-huh. He's got a couple of things going on. Um, there are a lot of people that are opting not to come up and deal with it this year. Uh-huh. But there are a few that are still going to stick it out and do it. Uh, um, when you guys were here last time, we ended up eating up at the social club for right. our lunch for the flight. Yes. There is a new place in town now where the old King Coin laundromat used to be. You remember where I'm talking about? ABC Business Supply? Yes. The Triple K Texaco. Yes. And it is Jacob's Brew House. Uh, Scott Jacobs, who had the gallery where the, where Goldberg's is. Yes. He opened up for brewery and grocery there. Um, fresh uh, bakery and, and amazing food. And so we'll have to go there one of these times and check it out next time we're back. Mm-hmm. Greg, uh, what's your appetite for heading up to uh, Sturgis for an evening or two this this year? I I always have an appetite for assless chaps and some good food. So I mean, <laughs> what else could I? And to see old Mayor Ruth and and lose my. They got this thing at Jacobs called the Texas Twinkie. Uh-huh. It's a jalapeno stuffed with brisket, wrapped in bacon, and then um, smoked and glazed. Oh, and it is unbelievable. Yes. Well, the way you describe that, I will need to wear assless chaps after that because uh, <laughs> I don't think it was you he was referring to. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. I hope not anyway, but you never know. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Craig. <laughs> Fine. Uh, what? So yeah, we talk forward thinking now. Going on, what you have going on, you guys. Obviously, this is the stretch. <clears throat> So you got, uh, you know, Deadwood in Sturgis, not too far away, which is where the rally is, you know, held, quote unquote, but it spills over it anywhere, everywhere. Um, what do you guys have going on? Not only with that, and tell us just a little bit more about what else Deadwood. I know I also saw the Outlaw Square is finished. Yeah, I was going to say last year when you guys were here, it was we, you know, in, in the, um, I don't, I'm not sure I haven't seen the final uh, episode yet, but we talked about what was going to be behind that fence because it was under construction construction and um it's been open since december it's been that's outlaw square you can go online and actually watch live webcams on youtube that'll uh, where you can see people out there right now uh, uh tonight is a concert there'll be a band there uh six to seven thirty something like that six thirty to ten maybe oh, um, wow. monday night movie night we have uh you know, our first movie was uh, Napoleon Dynamite because the <laughs> producer of Napoleon Dynamite's from Edgemont, and he was there to do uh, behind the scenes beforehand. He did this PowerPoint of, um, you know, making the movie, and, and he was there signing autographs, which was really cool. Oh, wow. and, um, but we do stuff like that at Outlaw Square all the time. But, you know, we got Cool Deadwood Nights coming up 
um, which is um, a classic car show in Deadwood. And that's actually bigger than, um, you know, I, I mentioned on our flight that it's bigger than the rally is for Deadwood itself because it's centrally located out of Deadwood. It's not just the surrounding area like the rally is. So right. that one will be big. Um, it's always big. So we've got to find ways to get creative as far as the free concerts we do on Main Street, how we can encourage people to be socially distant, how to um, not get too crowded, um, how to push the crowds out further. So we have, we'll have a big screen up in um, Outlaw Square that will show the concert live so you can see it there and not have to crowd down by the stage. Um, we have the Deadwood Jam in September. Oh, have, what, what, hold on, what, what are the, what's the date of the uh, cool Deadwood nights? Cool Deadwood Nights is the weekend of the 26th. I'd have to look. I don't have a calendar. Grab my phone. 26th of August. It's, it's right around there in August. Yeah. It, it and is. I have to tell you, for our listeners, Cool Deadwood Nights is a blast. Uh, the cars are world-class cars that are up there. Um, I, the, the last time I was up there a few years ago, we put a uh, – we all we, we lined up along uh, fourteen there, yeah, and we watched them do the burnouts. Yeah, man, it was the coolest thing in the world. Because some of these cars, man, I mean, they're no joke. They're you know people have hundreds of thousands of dollars wrapped up in these, and they go burn a thousand dollars set of tires off in front of the car wash. It's yep, so cool, exactly. And that's August twenty sixth through the thirtieth. So that's okay when um, the cool Deadwood nights will be here in Deadwood. Um, and then, you know, you have uh, Deadwood in the summer. It's every, it seems to be every other weekend. Then the next weekend will be Labor Day, mm -hmm. which is a big event for Deadwood. If it rains, it's always weather-driven because otherwise everybody's out at the cabin or out at the lake, campground, um, you know, get one last weekend in before you got to go sure. back to school and the kids got to go in. But then there's a weekend off and it's the Deadwood Jam, which mm -hmm. is a two-day music festival. That'll be in Outlaw Square. It's free to the public. Um, we have Oktoberfest that first weekend in October. We have Dead Weird, which is the biggest uh, costume contest around ha uh, at Halloween on the western South Dakota, where you a huge, huge event. Um, that is amazing, too. You know, it's and when I say these things, you get a smile on your face because you've been here, you've seen them. It's just. Uh, Deadwood is always known and has been known for being the place that throws the party where people come, they can have fun, mm -hmm. um, you know, they can get entertained. And like I said, that's since the beginning. And yeah. it's always been that and it always will be that. So we, as long as we do our, our job and we're responsible about it, we find responsible ways to do it, we're going to continue doing it because uh, quite honestly, it's what some of these people need, right. you know, I mean, a lot of people have been cooped up and, and um, do I like to hear that somebody's coming from probably the most concentrated area in the States as far as cases go? Not necessarily, but that doesn't mean that they haven't. And right. if we're here and they're being safe and I'm being safe and we respect each other in that regard, um, then, you know, we're going to try and make sure that they enjoy their time while they're here. So that they'll come back when all of this isn't going on. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> when are we going to throw down some aviation uh, events, uh, get, get some folks up there for, for an aviation event? 
you know, the thing is, is it's a little harder because the air, the airports and spearfish. So then you got to deal with spearfish and spearfish isn't all that much fun, you know, when it comes to doing events, you know. It's yeah. Really hey, just say it like this. Hey, spearfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, spearfish does a good job. It's just. Um, I, it would be nice to figure out something that we can do, you know, I mean, <clears throat> so, so there's this new thing called stole drags. Have you ever heard of the stole drags? Uh, uh-uh. they're, they're popping up all over the country and we're working on one of those in Lincoln. Uh, you need about 2,500 feet in length to, for, for these guys to drag race these airplanes. And it is, it's, it's the coolest damn thing. Uh, we had one of the uh, uh, top racers in the world fly into our place uh, two weeks ago, last week. And I mowed a little grass strip in my backyard. And the dude was like, I can totally land there. I was like, bro, there's high, high wires everywhere. And I, I, I've got to know Corey, you know, at some other events. And he was like, oh, hell, I can land there. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. He landed first time on my road. And the next time after I mowed the field, he landed in my damn field under my power wires. <laughs> yeah these guys just what they do with these airplanes is unbelievable so just some air <laughs> that colin can land and have the event on main street wherever the- on, i just want to land on 14a there it's a four-way well you know i will tell you if you come to my house you know where my house is right there right on the edge of deadwood city limits yep below the koa campground we have this giant, my grandpa built this house in 57 and he's a retired naval aviator from World War II and the Korean War. Wow. So he built this, we have this giant concrete um, garage and he and his business partner, Larry Ryan, they had Ryan and Ruth Auto Supply. Yep. Built that because he was going to build a plane in it and they were going to take off in front of this house on the straight stretch but they thought it was too short to take off. And so they didn't because, you know, technologies I'm sure and with planes back then, yeah, they weren't going to be able to take off. So maybe that's the 2,500 feet right here, just in front of the mayor's house. We can do, <laughs> you know, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> friend to come and scope out the, you know, do a location scout and see if it works. And, um, and you know, this is all off the record. No, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, you know, get the permits necessary. Um, you know, but and then we just uh, taxi those know. things up to Lumpy's Bar. Well, yeah, because that's just up the road at the casino bar. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a well. I'm excited to get up there. We'll try to get up there for Sturgis. It'd be fun to make a stop up there for cool Deadwood nights. Um, I, Craig is, uh, get, I, I've got to bring Craig up several occasions and he's experienced Deadwood and it doesn't matter what night you show up in Deadwood. Right. It's a party and it's a blast and it's open arms. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, the thing is, is, uh, you know, you don't necessarily need to tie it to an event when you're coming to go to De- when you're looking at going to Deadwood, just simply because sometimes those bigger events come at a higher price for your mm-hmm. room just because of supply and demand. So any time of year is a good time to come, you know, whether it's coming to see the, you know, the leaves change color in, in the fall down at Spearfish Canyon or, you know, doing some of the surrounding things. It's, there's always fun to be had in Deadwood and a party to be thrown. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Mayor, this has been a blast. Uh, we don't, we want to respect your time and, and keep moving. And, and, you know, 
we've we've kept happy hour waiting this long so uh we should probably sign off you should probably uh get on that cigar and that uh that uh fine bourbon and i'm gonna run out and mix myself one well i'm here to tell you next time you guys are up i'll have a bottle of jack daniels sinatra select and we'll uh, enjoy some nice smooth jack daniels it's the smoothest most beautiful thing you've ever had so but uh yeah anytime anytime make an excuse to get up here awesome well i'll tell you what before we go there's one thing we do and as soon as my phone someone's trying to call me right now so i'm gonna let this ring out you almost but then then we got to do our group photo what are, what are and typically and typically what we try to do is make it look like we're in a in a deep dive on the plane so on the count of three everybody throw your hands up and and raise up and one two three <laughs> please tell me that I actually did a good face this time. <laughs> I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh shit! Am I, fellas? We got to do it again. I'm sorry. God, I don't know if I. All right. That. All right. Oh gosh, I wish I got to get better. Okay, at the count of three. It's the picture button. One, oh, yeah. two, three. I got it. <laughs> I got it. This is perfect. I'll send it to Craig. That'll be our footer or our, uh, our, our, our picture, whatever it is. Mayor Ruth, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, you, you always, you always come through, man, learn something new every single time. And definitely, I, I mean, as someone who did not grow up there, like Colin or like mm -hmm. yourself, it, get up to Deadwood, uh, your city. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Thank you again. Tell yes, absolutely. You. Thank you, Craig. Yep. Absolutely. We'll do. I, I appreciate it, guys. And uh, anything I can ever do for you guys in the future as we go forward, just don't ever hesitate to ask. All right. Appreciate it, brother. We'll see you soon.